got there. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> Took a Take bit longer than we thought. Take two. <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to the We and Living One Take podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me, as always, is my co-host and CEO, and the only man to actually get a call from the jerk store, Kieran. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you very much. I was watching Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the jerk store, the jerk store called, and they they're, they're running out of you. Yeah, but you know what, mate, you're their bestseller. So, <laughs> damn, you were prepared. <laughs> Always, how you doing there, buddy? Yeah, yeah, good. Your listeners will know that um, as the CEO of this podcast, yep. I've had to step up. Yep. I had to fire the audio technician. You did? And editor. And I've taken reign and control of the technical production. This is the first time you've done it since about 15 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and So if this, if this episode is late, <laughs> I'm going to put it on record now. I'm not doing this one. But I know, I, I, I happen to know that it will be on time because this Thursday, when this episode is released, it is my birthday. And I know Kieran will want to do that for me, have it out on my birthday. On your birthday, that's right. So it is the birthday special. The birthday, the special. birthday special. I've brought nothing in about <laughs> birthdays. Uh, and it's going to be filled with lots of sound effects. On another topic, the preparations for your birthday have begun. They won't get what I really want. No one does. Happy birthday, Mr. Smithers. Oh, fantastic. That's all I wanted. You know what? There will be a time where I forgot to bring a sound effect, but you'll have to find it and put it into the episode, and I will tell you about that one. So, definitely got to do that. But Kieran, starting off this episode, do you have a rant today? or, I, do, or I, I do have a rant. You do have a rant. Good. I do have a rant, and I want to rant about the weather. You want to rant about the weather? I want to rant about humidity. <laughs> Aren't you the man that goes to Vietnam all the time? I went to Vietnam once. <laughs> and it was humid as fuck. Yep. I then went a few more times, three or four more times. And I went in their winter. Beautiful, mm-hmm. lovely, fantastic weather. Don't know why you would go in their summer season when it's fucking humid and hot. Yep. So what about humidity really gets you going? I fucking hate it, right? <laughs> you can, you get sweaty. You can't get the sweat away from you. I feel like, especially when you've got to wear like, I don't know about you, but yeah. occasionally I have to put on a collared shirt. That would be every day of, of the working week for right. the normal person. <laughs> and if you're lucky, I'll tuck it in. Okay. <laughs> Do you tuck yours in? Yes. You wear a belt? I, yes, I wear slacks, a belt. I bring a jacket because if I go to meetings, I want to wear a jacket. Okay, That's so how much you're, I care about you're trying to get a promotion, right? I'm always you're trying, trying to, to climb the ladder. I'm already at the top of the ladder, so yeah, I give true. no fucks, right? Always, never look at the people who are dressed well. Always look at the slums. The slums are the people that run the town. It's either, it, it's like the opposite ends of the bell curve. Like in the yeah. middle is people wearing, like the bell curve, like that 60, like that 60 percentile. Yeah. People are wearing, you know, slacks and looking good, this and that. And on the opposite ends of the bell curve are the people that dress like slobs. They don't care about their job or they're so high up they can't care. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Anyway, I had to put in a shirt and a, and a not a tie. I, I don't yeah. believe in ties. I don't believe in ties. Uh, that's, I find that they're a OH&S hazard. Mm. Just in case, you know, imagine if you were going near the shredder. Oh. And it gets caught, then you're dead. Shit. 
So, but OHS. That is a very good reason. A very good reason. I'm promoting you to OHS. <laughs> Chief <laughs> Executive. T- Occupational OH and health and safety, safety yeah, officer. You know what? I can never be fired. <laughs> that would be an OHS risk. <laughs> uh, but the humi- I, I agree with you with the humidity, though. It has been very abnormally humid recently. Mm. Did you get a good sleep last night? No, disgusting sleep Because I had night. a disgusting sleep as well. And I woke up at 5.30. What time did you wake up? I wake up at 6. Okay, so I, wake- I normally get up at 7, right? Yeah. But I'm up at 5.30. And I couldn't get back to bed. It was too hot. Yeah. It was too humid. It was too disgusting. Uh, the worst thing for me with the humidity is the lack, uh, the uh, inab- inability to uh, inability to be able to breathe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like um, especially during like the night time. Like that's why I went to the doctor, got the asthma sort of stuff and everything like that. And that's really helped. But I understand completely. Like they've got the asthma thunderstorm in Melbourne and stuff like that. That's uh, causing lots of people grief, and it all data felt like just lethargic. Yeah, and that's that's really painful. And in fact, we should call off work. I agree. Too humid. We need a human index. I'm a, I'm like, amazed that like the, the 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 weather index. You know when it's yeah, yeah it's beyond a certain temperature and you can't go into work. I'm amazed that tradies don't get the day off if it's too humid. No, oh, they probably well they should. Well, if they're getting it off, we should get it off. But they got a good union. That's the issue. I mean, we do have air conditioners. That's. I think that's the the trade-off if you work in an office. You get the air conditioning, which mm. is always handy. And you also get to go out for coffee for no reason. Yes, yes. And <laughs> um, we were talking to a teacher. We won't name names. No. Uh, and uh, my, my mother also got a, a promotion. She's, she's that's very exciting. Right? But she's Unrelated not, she's, to the teacher we were talking no, no. to. <laughs> no, no, very related. Because she's got a job where she can't... She's a nurse, right? Mm. But she can't actually leave her job. Uh, yeah. Just take a break. Yeah. Now, I'm accustomed to... I feel like a break now. I'm going. I'm yeah. going to have a break. Yeah. Or stuff it. I'm going to leave at midday. Yeah. And I'll work from home. Yeah. You know, because I was smart. I knew the weather was coming. So I wasn't yeah. going to be caught on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to be caught on that filthy, filthy humidity <laughs> rain. Like some people. Like me. Like you. That's... um. That's why the show is going to be delayed, people, because... <laughs> You're putting it at you! I'll make it very clear. No, I completely agree. The humidity's really stuffed everybody up, and it's... Um, it's anyway, it's I'm just ranting because I don't like it. I think it's terrible. I want some kind of anti-humidity device. It's air conditioning. <laughs> uh, suit. An anti-air conditioning no, an anti-humidity suit. Do you remember when we went up to Phillip Island last year and I had the sumo suit? Yes. That... Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it had the fan. <laughs> it had the fan in it. So oh. I'm feeling now... Yeah. That... Sumo suits. That I should wear the sumo suit, like, everywhere. And the only bad thing is it'd be annoying to take it off to go to the bathroom. No, no, no. You build in a... Um, a pee flap. Yeah. No, a funnel system. A funnel system? Yeah. A catheter? <laughs> no, no, not anything that's intrusive. Okay. You know. I want to be... Uh, stay classy in my sumo suit fan thing at work. Well, basically, there could be a thin lining where it's like rather than water right. you know, between the barriers, it's it's urine, but the fan cools it down. Right. And then it keeps you cool. And it's circ- It's like air conditioning. And it <laughs> circulates. 
I'm going to have to get a, a couple of tra- uh, refrigeration tradies in and talk about this. A <laughs> couple of engineers. This sounds like one of those uh, terrible ideas that could become like like someone in Japan really likes it mm. and just takes off. For the listeners that have now turned off the podcast. This is the worst bit. Right. <laughs> we've turned about? off the podcast. For those that are staying, good on you because we've got a great show coming up. Well, absolutely. Well, speaking of great ideas, I, I was saying just before we started the show, that I actually re-listened to last week's show just to sort of remind myself. Episode... Was, episode 40, uh, 44. Episode 44. Because I'm up to 45 now, I believe. Yes, episode 45. Yes, I'm on the money. But I was what, listening to um, episode 44, um, which is Two called... Two Fat Whores. No, Why no. Why don't we call it Two Fat... Episode 44, Two Fat... No, we, uh, you know what? We called it slightly Sex Toys for Sale. Because we talked about sex toys like once during the episode and I thought that's funny and I made it into it. It's really good. But we talked about in that episode, and I don't know if you remember, we talked about the, an idea, a million dollar idea of a toilet seat that tells you, if you do a poo, it tells you how healthy you are. Ah, uh, yes. Do you remember that? I do. And I thought, we're like, that's a great idea. It's a million bucks. There's got to be some, you know... How easy would that be? You get a readout on your phone, this and that. And while I was searching for news articles this week, I found something. Ooh, okay. And have a look at this. There it is here. So, AI toilets will scan your poop and diagnose your ailments. Micron CEO Sanjay Medrotra sees smart loos in our future and is anxious to sell the chips they will need. So basically, this guy here, like he's worked in the medicine field before, mm. is that now he's in charge of this tech company. And he's just saying that, yeah, that's going to be the next thing. So he's imagined, he stated here, he's imagined, imagine smart toilets in the future that will be analyzing human waste in real time every day. You don't need to be visited by a physician every six months. If any signs of disease start showing up, you'd be able to catch it much faster because of a urine analysis and stool analysis. That's so fantastic. he's already starting yeah. to do this sort of work. And then it will be Wi-Fi. It will be sent straight to your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can keep a running record. It can go on your My Health record. Oh, the government, wow. The government can know all about your poo samples. You know what? I actually went out of the My Health record. You opted I de- out. I decided that... You didn't want the government yep. knowing your health record. That's right. I decided that... To the American listeners, <laughs> the Australian government has got this electronic digital health record. Yes. Which can be accessed by doctors yes. Australia-wide. And yes. they can see how unhealthy you are yes. and what's happened to you in the past. Well, the idea was that information like that would be able to be... Like, let's just say you go from one doctor to another because you move state or you move from, you know... Or you're shopping for certain drugs. Well, you just you know you're just moving around, and what it was the, the hope of it was to do was just to easily transfer information over. So if you were a new client at a doctor sur- like a doctor's surgery, you the doctor could read up on you and all the other ailments or other drugs or whatever you, that you're on. Do you know why this isn't going to work? Because the government's involved. Yeah, well that's it. That's what I was worried if about too. Private enterprise came up with it. It would work. Well, that's mind what, you, that would also take our data. Well, that's right, and that's uh, there's that catch twenty two, and I think that's why I was worried about the government taking all the data because one, I didn't. I mean, the big thing was that everyone was saying, "Oh, it's not going to be secure." I'm like, "Yeah, look, 
it's probably not going to be secure, face it. But I just didn't want a whole database when my records were... I mean, how much more information does the government need about me? They've already got my Medicare. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> did you opt out or did you stay? Well, I couldn't be bothered. I've been too busy to opt out. Ah, fair enough. I figured iPhone will probably come up with one day and you just go to the doctor and scan and the information yeah. goes on your phone and... You know, when the Ambo picks you up, they take your phone, they upload it and, you know. That's true. Show you how screwed you are. Well, speaking of government systems, I also early voted. Ah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, you did. It was around the corner. So I yeah. thought, you know what? I'm going to swing by. And did, we, did I talk about that last episode? We talked about we were going to do it. I think you were going to vote for reason. Oh, well, I voted. You voted for reason. I voted. Did yeah. I tell you about the socialist? <laughs> Please tell me, tell me about the socialist. Okay, well, I was there. Uh, I saw the early voting centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I was like... Down no. on Main Street, yeah? Yeah, and I was like, there's no queue. Oh! Yeah, there's no queue. no queue for me either. And here's the parking spot. I actually had to drive around, but I park around the back. Yeah. All right? Stars aligning. Three o'clock. Oh. Right? No traffic, no nothing. Perfect. All right, fantastic. Walk up the little alleyway. There's the Victorian Socialist Party. Terrible. Right? Terrible. What and a he, waste of a space. <laughs> and he goes to hand me a flyer. Have you heard of the Victorian Socialists? Yep. And I say to him, it worked in Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Jesus. What did he say to that? <laughs> Nothing, because I kept walking. Right next to the liberal guy who burst out laughing. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course. Who then tried to hand me a flyer. Yeah, and, you know what that was. and I went... Where's the sex party? I mean, where's the, where's reason, the reason party? party? <laughs> um, which there was no person for the No. <laughs> I was actually very impressed. I remember last time voting, I had to fill out f- more boxes. This time it felt like a lot fewer boxes to fill out. Yeah, probably less candidates. Well, no, no, because like, you know, like the... You have the big piece of paper, like we yeah. have sort of two ballots. We have like sort of like the the small piece of paper that has like you have to do one to six mm. or one to five, whatever it was. And then we had that other one where it was like really yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, the Senate. The Senate yeah, one. Yeah, the Senate one. And usually you have to fill at least three or four numbers or number yeah, all so, of them. So we've, you've got to remember that there's a difference between the state Senate system yeah, yeah, yeah. and the federal Senate system. Correct, correct. Um, the federal one, we fill out all the numbers, don't we? Well, you got to put like one to five at, above the line. Yeah. Something like that. Whereas the state, you only have to put one one number above the line. Yeah. Or you can vote below the line. Yeah. Which is only three. You only have to fill out three. Five. Or three five. or five. Yeah, something five. like that. I voted below the line. Okay. Because I, I, I put one, two, three, four, five for all the reason party. <laughs> it's the same as voting just the one in the reason party at the top. But I wanted to make sure they that understood. the preferences <laughs> went. And then I created more work for someone. That's true. That's true. I just, I just went there. We went, Jess and I went there on the weekend. And it was pretty qu- pretty quick. So no barbecue out like, the front. Very disappointing. No, they only do that on election day. Mm. And that usually goes to charity, so it's not too bad. From what I understand, anyway. I could mm. be wrong. But nonetheless, I went in there and I saw a guy dressed like the 90s. I don't know if that guy was there when you were there. But Jess and I went there on Saturday to vote. and Handing out cards or in the actual- No, no, he was like one of the guys with the little like vests on. Oh, and then, right. And he was dressed like the 90s. He had like, he w- must have been like 19 or 20 or something like that. And apparently it's good money. It's like 26 bucks an hour or something stupid like that. So it's pretty good money for like a casual sort of thing. And he was there and he had like a baggy striped shirt. Oh, wow. 
whitewash uh, sort of like um whitewashed jeans like blue whitewashed jeans sort of thing that were up to his ankles yeah and then he had like um seinfeld jerry seinfeld sneakers on ah. and he had like a like a not a mullet but like a bowl cutting sort of yeah right. kind of like geez you are in the 90s <laughs> he can't it <laughs> it was great fantastic i would highly recommend that gentleman but it was, a, it was a good voting experience. It was very quick. It was very quick. It was very quick. It was very efficient. The problem was when I got out, right? Yeah. And this, place of, this whole thing was done in five minutes. Fantastic. Right? Back in my car. All of a sudden, because it was behind Greensboro Plaza, all of a sudden there was a massive, a massive car line, right, to like get, like, get out. Get out. I was stuck there. School for fi- time. For 15 minutes. School time, yeah. Couldn't reverse. <sighs> so I turned the car off. Went in, saw a movie. Perfect. And what did you see? <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. And, and what did you... Th- okay, so what did you think of the film? And then what would you think of the, of the leg room? Well, let me, <laughs> let me do the movie review. Because uh, we all promised this last week. Yes, we were. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So let me, let me begin. Yep. I know it was a quality film. Yeah, and it's rare for me to start like this. That's very rare. Already, I, can f- I feel this is a good thing. It's very rare. Because... Um, uh, I, I did I did see it with a friend, right? Yeah. Okay. And we did go to the candy bar before the film. Perfect. Okay. So far, this is ticking all your boxes. It is ticking my boxes. I got a frozen Coke. Pretty good. It was actually much larger than I wanted. It was still good, though. I think it went a little, anyway, it was fine. We got some popcorn, right? And some lollies. It's okay. better to have more, I guess, than like not having that enough, like enough of it. Yeah. Like you'd rather go, oh, it's too much and not drink it than go, oh, I could have used... Two, two or three sips more, you know. Anyway, we go in, uh, and it was pretty packed as well. It yeah, was pretty much a full full house. We go in, we sit down, and there's lady, there's these two ladies, middle aged ladies, right? They're they're sitting there and they're chatting away, and one of them's got a bag on my seat. Oh no! Right, and we we walk over, and we've got like the middle, we need uh, the back, okay. the middle, you know. And she gave us a look of like she was disgusted at us that I'm making <laughs> I'm making her move her bag. Right. Uh, did she have the? Uh, Which I, I felt very to- pri- privileged. That's pretty good. Did what? Did she have the? I want to speak to a manager. Haircut. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> then she also had to move her drink out of my coaster. Oh, what? Right, because it was my coaster. Of course. My, yeah. my cup hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we're not off to a very good start now yeah. for the movie, right? Yeah. And then they they chatted through the previews. Oh. I mean, I was chatting too, but yeah. You know, but they were chatting more. Yeah, they were louder. <laughs> I heard them. Right. Anyway, movie comes on. Yeah. Okay. It's dark. Everyone stops being quiet. Someone did turn the phone on, but off again, and that was fine. Now the seat, the recline function, fully reclined, and I notice twenty minutes in that I'm like, I don't feel like I'm fully reclined. Yeah. So I press the button. Oh, yeah. maybe I didn't recline it properly. Mm-hmm. About twenty minutes later. It's going down again. So the oh. seat, the seat was a little bit dodgy. So I'm sorry. Some stars are going to have to be taken off by him. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. Right. I understand. All right. Let's but let's get to the review part. <laughs> Leg room, once again, outstanding. Yeah, I really like the new seats. I think they give. No, I don't right like a full house cinema. I prefer the gold class where there's less people. Yeah. Uh, so not, not 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 great. Didn't like the company next to me. Not not great. Um, but the sign that it was a great film. By the end of the film, I had hardly touched the frozen coke or popcorn. That's pretty good. That's a really good sign. 
that is a very good sign. So, countering the fact that I had an annoying couple next to me, um, this broken seat, uh, not off to a good start with sitting down in the back. I'm going to have to give it two and a half stars out of two five. Two and a half stars out of five. I, I was a bit more lenient with it and gave it like a three and a half to four. So, closer to the four, <laughs> just because you said two and a half. So, people, if that gives you any indication of the type of film... I didn't finish my popcorn or drink. <laughs> but that's your fault! <laughs> That's not the movie. Anyway, we've always talked about your your thing. Um, Kieran, have you got an article for us? <laughs> I sure do. It took a while to get the articles up today because the internet here with the stupid humidity and the terrible weather has actually caused a lot of the internet to go down. So um, I don't even have internet on, uh, down this way. So. Well, anyway, it, but you've got go. an article for us. Italian Village installs speed cameras. Yep. Records 58,000 infractions in two weeks. <laughs> ah. After years of murderous blazing through a tiny village in northern Italy, the area's mayor got fed up and installed speed cameras. And just after two weeks, at Quietico's cameras have caught more than 58,000 speeding incidents, according to Italian media. Wow. That's a hefty number for a community of just about 120 residents. <laughs> oh my god. The speed limit through Acquistico is 50 kilometers per hour or 31 miles, according to the Italian news agency. The highest speed clocked was 135. It's <laughs> pretty good. According to the BBC, Italian media reported that the numbers suggest half of all cars traveling the route were speeding. That's amazing. I thought that's great. That's pretty good. So 58,000, let's say 58,000, right? That's what they said. At least, at least. Yep. How much do you think a fine would, how much is a, fi- a speeding fine here? Oh, I don't know. Like 50 bucks? Uh, uh, speeding fine here or there? Yeah. Or well, roughly be the same, I'd assume. A speeding fine here in Melbourne? Yeah. Have you not had a, when was the last time you got a speeding fine? I've never had a speeding fine. you got to be fucking kidding me. Nah, never. It's way more expensive than 50 bucks. Well, how much is it? It's like 140, Okay, let's, let, let's just go $150, right? That means that in two weeks, this little town of 150 people have made $8.7 million. <laughs> <laughs> so even in euros, let's just say do that, um, what, what's euros? About 66 cents. That means, that, uh, oh, that, uh, about $5 million. Yeah. <laughs> 5 million yeah. euros, my mistake. That's pretty God damn impressive. That is, um, that's a lot of money. A lot of speeding. That is a lot of speeding. But I can imagine like, you, uh, like, you know, lots of people to driving like sports cars and something like that, driving through the Italian countryside and just going, just going to floor it. I just Go. thought it was Italy. They're like, speeding sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's Italy's legit. not too bad. Like, like my dad's driven through Italy and he said, yeah, you can drive pretty fast, but nothing compares to Germany, like with the Autobahn and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought, or maybe it was Top Gear where they like pulled the guys over and told them you weren't speeding, or they weren't traveling fast enough. That's in that's the autobahn, yeah, for sure. Because Italy, yeah, Italy's got a few speed speed signs and stuff like that. Just depends on which which road, but um, a few. Pretty good though. There you Can go. You imagine, like if that mayor just like will never be out of power, right? <laughs> he's he's just made a fortune. I'm sure he's going to be voted out. Well, because all those people are going to have to pay that the 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 fine. But well, I'm I mean, guessing they're people traveling through. Passing, yeah, they're passing by the town. Then they don't care because then the town just gets ten million dollars. <laughs> there needs to be a an month. Act. If you're a local resident, you don't get fined. Yeah, 
Well, as long as you're not too far over the speed limit, there's more leniency for... You know, 100k's over is fine, you know, if you're a local resident. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'd like that. I wish we could do that. We go too slow around here. We People do. need to really go fast on the freeways, do the zipper movement. That's the important thing. <laughs> All right, Kieran. Yes. I, I'm actually going to push you to do some editing right here. Okay. I want the theme, the Wicked Witch of the West theme tune. Do you know what the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz is? No, no. Yeah, you're fine. Right now, we're going to talk about witches. <laughs> and this is where you put the theme tune in. All right, got it. Right here? Right here. Right here, okay. <laughs> okay. So, to that, this week... Witches made the news. More than I thought it would ever make the news. <laughs> it's not Halloween anymore. It's not even Halloween. And I was like, this is a very weird thing. So, the first thing I found about witches was that the number of witches has risen dramatically across the US as millennials reject Christianity. That was the headline. I thought this would be pretty interesting. There you go. So witchcraft and other pagan religious practices increased in the US over the past few decades with millennials turning to astrology and tarot cards as they turn away from Christianity and other dominant uh, Abrahamic religions so like Islam and, mm. and Judaism and stuff like that. The number of witches in America practicing Wicca religious rituals increased dramatically since the 1990s with several recent studies indicating there may be at least 1.5 million witches across the country. A Trinity Co- College study conducted in 1990 estimated only about 8,000 Wiccans in the US. But this has uh, increased, but, but the increase has been led by a rejection of mainstream Christianity among people. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Like, you know, up to 1.8 million, up to 8, 1.8 million. Mm. So, the Trinity College actually ran a survey in 2018, running the same sort of questions as that to try and find out what was going on. Yeah. So, an estimated from an estimated 8,000 Wiccans in 1990, they found that there were 340,000 practitioners in 2008. So, in 18 <laughs> years, there's been a 4,250% increase. Fuck. Which, wow. I'm going to put it out there, that has to be the fastest growing religion. Wow. Is, is there any other religion in fourteen in 18 years has increased their numbers by 4,000%? I uh, can't think of anything. Uh, I can, and it's uh, called the Kieran Thorpe religion, <laughs> featuring Pat. <laughs> so, so you've got two people in there. <laughs> For you to get 4,000%, so you I, need to get like 40 people. <laughs> I wanted to start my own religion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For tax reasons. Is there any other reason? <laughs> because they don't have to pay tax. Well, that's right. So... Is this a tax reason? Is this why the, the, the witches well, are... Well, no, a lot of it is just saying that because they're not really getting into, you know, older school religions, they're looking for something else. They still want to have that spirituality within their lives, but they don't want to go to, you know, Christianity or the, like the big three or four religions that mm. they're not really interested in anymore. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then I was scrolling down. You know when you scroll down the news, you finish the article, has some other articles come up? Yeah. I saw some other articles about witches. 
I'm like, let's go down this rabbit hole. I've got nothing else to do. So, in 2017, so this was an older article. Last year. Yeah, last year. This was the headline. Witches cast mass spell against Donald Trump. <laughs> and I, I didn't bring in the whole article because I thought, nah. But basically, a whole bunch of these Wiccans decided that they're actually like full feministy ones. And they're like, we're totally against Trump and we've been like doing witch Wiccan magic to, to kill him. <laughs> I see that it's worked. It's working beautifully. So continuing on that path, there was more. Oh, no. <laughs> so I understand that lots of um, people are not choosing the big four religions or so. It's obviously Christianity and Islam, Judaism and, and, and Buddhism. I guess Sikh. Sikh is mm-hmm. another big one. But um, now, I don't know if you saw about this, but you know, remember that show when we were kids, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Mm-hmm. They've remade that on Netflix now. Right. No, what? They've remade it. So oh, it used to be okay. like this really fun kid show and they used to have the talking cat and they used to have... Oh, like I love that talking yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a funny sort of, you know, teeny sort of show. Now they've turned it completely like 180 and now it's like an adult, you know, like still oh. like the love interest and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, dark and gritty and this and that. And it's been have mixed... Have they taken the HBO pathway? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but it's on Netflix. So, yeah. you know, they're greenlit. Um, but... Again, gritty, dirty, and it's been mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I liked about it was that a satanic temple has actually taken issue with them. <gasps> because, and they're about to sue them. Because, so let me just read. The satanic temple in the United States is suing Netflix and Warner Brother Entertainment for more than 50 million US dollars overclaims its statue of the goat-headed deity Baphomet was ripped off <laughs> in a new television series. In papers filed to the US District Court, the Satanic Temple, TST, said that showing chilling... Uh, in, said in the, showing, in the show Chilling Adventures of, of Sabrina, the two large entertainment companies misappropriated its statues Baphomet with children in ways implying that it stood for evil. The plaintiff, which said it was encouraged benevolence and empathy amongst uh, people reciting tyrannical authority, accused the defendant of copyright infringement, trademark violations, and injury to its reputation. So, let me put this nice and clear for everyone. The The Church of Satan is suing a company because it's saying that the deity of Baphomet has been misused... Because it's actually a nice thing, and now they're suing them for defamation. They're not going to win. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. We need to do... Now, I, 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 I'm serious here. Yeah. We need to do a religious documentary. We should do a religious documentary. Where we go see people of the Church of Satan, and Wiccans, and uh, what else we can find... I think that I don't know where we could. I, I, I'm like you know. I've been trying to get a furry on the show. Actually, maybe let's just do a podcast. Yeah. Right. And we get them here. That'd be good. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested. And I think in we could call it the We Only Do One Take Podcast. That sounds really good. Yeah. We 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 genius. only take we only do one Wiccan podcast. Um. <laughs> but you know, the most surprising th- thing to me, apart from the fact that you know, 
Wiccan religion has grown by 4,000 plus percent over 18 years. The Church of, uh, of Satan is doing Investors this. love that. Investors invest in anything that grows by 20%. I was going to say, that's incredible. Yeah. You know? But what was amazed me more than anything else is that I found out this week... You're that, pregnant. That in Canada... That in Canada... Um, get, get it there, people. I know, he's thinking. I know, I'm, he's I'm thinking. trying to word he's this correctly. There. That um, f- fake witchcraft uh-huh. is illegal. Okay, how how do we know it's, <laughs> how do we know it's fake? So this is the headline I read. Canada's last witch trials. Women accused of fake witchcraft. And I thought to myself, this has to be... <laughs> Like maybe like in the like the Salem trials they're talking about that. No, it's a new fresh article. So a law against pretending to practice witchcraft will soon be repealed in Canada. But that hasn't stopped local police from prosecuting those who use the dark arts to uh, to bilk people out of thousands of dollars. Two Canadian women have been charged with pretending to practice witchcraft breaking a little-known law in Canada's criminal code that could soon be out the door. So the first charge was levied against Dory Medina Stevenson, a fortune teller from Milton, um, after a month, months-long investigation. And she's accused of, fra- of defrauding a client 60000 Canadian dollars in cash and property. Um, and a week later, a Toronto psychic, Samantha C- Stevenson, was also arrested, but uh, in unrelated investigation. I can't believe the psychic didn't know or foresee <laughs> that they were about to get arrested. I can't believe that it's a law. Real witchcraft, fine, <laughs> but fake witchcraft is that, the law, yeah. and that could be repealed. So then they, these people could actually continue to do this legally. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Imagine writing a law like yes. Witchcraft isn't real, but fake witchcraft is real. <laughs> so let's make that illegal. Do you know you know what happened? I can explain how this law came to be, right? Politics. Of course. Someone wanted to outlaw witchcraft. So there you go. Someone had a deciding vote and said, I'm not going to pass your law. So this, so this is exactly what it is. It is not illegal to practice witchcraft in Canada, either as a part of a religion like Wicca, or as an occult practice. That's not illegal. However, according to Section six, uh, 365 of Canada's Criminal Code, it is illegal to fraudulently pretend to exercise or use any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conju- uh, conjur- uh, conjuration. So, yep, if you're a real witch, pff, happy days. <laughs> but if you do any of that fake shit, that's illegal. Well, they're going to need to start the Institute of Witchcraft. <laughs> wow. What about what, what about fake podcasts? Is that uh, illegal? We're real, mate. We're on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you can download us uh, on iTunes, on SoundClouds. We can say whatever we want. That's very true. So, this was a big week for witches. I don't understand why, but I seem to find about four articles all related to satanic cults, Wicca, witches, and mm-hmm. more, which is all very exciting. But again, I would love to do a documentary or get like a Wiccan in That'd be amazing. to talk about like crystals and all that bullshit. Like I said, I obviously don't believe it, but it'd be interesting to see. It would be very interesting. Well, speaking of um, 
witches. You, you will ne- you'll never believe this. Mm-hmm. Scientists have figured out why wombats have cube-shaped poo. Oh. And it is... <laughs> <laughs> it's witchcraft, I tell you. It's real witchcraft. A, a team <laughs> of, legal. A team of scientists from the Georgia Institute of Technology sent out to investigate... Americans yep. are investigating why Australian wombats have cube-shaped poos. Well, I still haven't worked out why we fuck spiders. There you go. Have you ever have you never heard of that? No. Uh, there was this joke online that yeah. says uh, an American found was talking to a bunch of Australians and they said, "Oh, I've learned an Australian slang. It mean, it, it, and the slang is, I'm not here to fuck spiders." Oh, right. yeah, right. And it's like you know meant to say like, "Oh, you know, like you know, what are you doing here?" It's like, "Oh, I'm not here to fuck spiders." Like obviously doing like you know, what are you doing here at a pool? Oh, yeah. I'm not here to fuck spiders. And he's telling all these American mates and. The Australians online are like, that's not a real saying. That's a part of a tradition that we have here of fucking with tourists. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of caught on on the internet. Like, it's you great. Know, uh, we're not here to fuck spiders. Well, the uh, American Physical Society's Division of Fluid Dynamics 71st Annual Meeting, I know, very, uh, very academic, have found that uh, wombats have tube-shaped poo due to witches and witchcraft. Are you serious? No. Oh, I was going to spat out my water. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Real witchcraft. They can't be in Canada, though. <laughs> oh, they can be in Canada. My mistake. My mistake. So why do wombats have cube-shaped poos? Um, so why are wombats... Why, why do they have, uh, uh, yes, cube-shaped poos? Uh, well, the scientists sought out to answer this question by mm-hmm. looking at the animal's digestive tracts. They sense. were able to obtain corpses of wombats <laughs> that were euthanized following motor vehicle collisions and examined the animal's intestines. Yep. They found that the wombat excrement turns from liquid to solid near the end of the intestines where it does not stretch evenly. The last part allows the poop to be shaped into cubes. I'm I'm so glad that these American scientists <laughs> have got funding enough to go. You know what? We're this was postdoctoral a- research, by the way. I was going to say this is like we're going to go to Australia and have a holiday. <laughs> what can we do and pack cute animals? You know, I want to meet Steve Irwin. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's dead. Well, let's try to go to his zoo at least and see what we can do. You know, that's. Pr- Stupid. This is the best junket I've read about from research. This is pretty good. You should bring in every week or every second week or something, like the like the, the worst study. Because I think you would f- be able to talk to people and find some real shit other than, like, you know, cube-shaped shit. You'd be able to really find some really shit studies and really shit funding sources and stuff like that. You know, because I remember, I, I think I've told this before, but an old teacher of mine in chemistry once uh, said, oh, the worst studies all year... Two studies happened. One was that Coca-Cola was a good spermicide. Mm. And the uh, and it, this study said it absolutely was. And another study also happened simultaneously. Is Coke a good spermicide? And they found out that it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and both were like two-year-long research projects. And I'm like, geez, I could do that for, you know, a hundred bucks. And then back of the <laughs> uh, Bloody brilliant pretty good uh so there you go i know you've been wondering why do they have cube shaped poop I, I didn't even know that they had cube shaped poop well there you go you learn something new every uh, time you come into this podcast that's right that's absolutely right well i think oh oh 
sorry, listeners. Can you oh, shit <laughs> pass me? No, no, the other one. The other one. That one. Yeah. Do we have a new sponsor? We do have a new sponsor, <laughs> and it wasn't an arm's length. We are a professional show. I can edit this part out. Tonight, We Only Do One Take Podcast is brought to you by Middleton. Berry Crockett Legacy Triple Distilled Irish Whiskey. It's 46%... Whoa. No, that's not 46% alcohol. I think it is. Holy shit. Yeah, it was a strong one. But we only had a little bit. It's 50 mil. Um... That's the Barry Crockett Legacy, distilled, matured, and bottled in Middleton Distillery, Middleton, Cork Island. That's Middleton, single port, still Irish whiskey. It was lovely. It was. It was a little birthday treat for myself. Oh, it was very nice. It was very good. Yeah, it's but that's all. All right. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Oh, Kieran, I, I've never been sued, right? <laughs> But if I was... Fuck it, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue <laughs> the pants out of you, Turch. The pa- pants out of me? <laughs> Haven't look, you heard of that d- saying? Look, what you do in your spare time <laughs> is none of my business. I sue people. <laughs> out of their pants. <laughs> into The pants out... Anyway. Well, speaking of uh, rude things and being sued. I, this is a, a, law, a lawsuit that the gentleman really can't win. Uh-oh. A woman is suing her ex-boyfriend after his long penis stretched her vagina. <laughs> okay. In a shocking and bizarre case, a woman is suing her ex-boyfriend after his abnormally long penis allegedly overstretched her vagina. According to the re- a report published by The Mirror, Celindili um, uh, Mangena, 29, is planning to undergo reconstructive surgery after getting intimate with Magove Karima, 37. However, uh, she wants him to pay a whopping 150,000 rand, which is about 8,000 pounds, uh, at the cost of this, reporting to take him to court over this matter. The Mirror cites Zimbabwe Mail reported that she told the paper that her private parts were tight before she met her ex in 2016. She said she fell in love even though he was allegedly allegedly married at the time. However, she ended the relationship in May this year after he is alleged to have stretched her vagina. Wow. Notably, it is still unknown how how large her she states that the ex's penis is. So she's not stating it. No. <laughs> the woman I could I could imagine this, right? <laughs> the, the lawyer's going now, how how big is it? How many inches, right? <laughs> Going, no, tell us how many. Just what 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 do you? I was going to say. Remember when we did the dildo test? Yeah, girls and guys both didn't know what six inches was. <laughs> so so far, half a sub. Yeah, that's right. Half a foot long, half a foot long sub. Uh, the woman reportedly asked the court through her lawyers uh, to force Karima. Oh. to pay for the reconstructive surgery of her vagina in South Africa and, c- and the gentleman has yet to respond to the allocations. So imagine this. Your ex... So not your wife, your ex-wife, your your ex-partner, because he was married at the time, hmm. is suing you because your penis was so big it ruined her vagina. How do you play this out? Because think about it. If you say, my penis is very large, in fact, so large it fucked her up, Mm-hmm. You have to pay the $8,000. Yeah. But, bad. 
Very good. And, good and bad. Because you say, yep, in the court of law, you could say, the law has stated I have a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> it cost now, me eight grand, now, now, but you, eight thousand, but a penis. How do we know? How do we know though? It wasn't the operator, right? Mm. You know, because yeah, I would say. Well, well she hasn't had the surgery yet. No, no, no. I was going to say you could be say I was lying on my back and she was riding me. That's right. Right. Yeah. It was her fault. That's right. Right. She, she caused the issue. Went on top. Yeah. And inserted. Yeah. And caused the issue, right? Right. That that could be an, an argument in law. Well, that's it. That's if his penis was big. Yeah. But if he goes, actually, my penis is small. Mm-hmm. He loses the case. He wins the case. Yeah. Doesn't have to pay the eight grand. But now in the law, in the court, court of law, law, yeah, he's got a small penis. Right. And the small penis for the rest of his life. Life. Yeah. I, I don't know which one I would go with. I would crowdfund. Yeah, absolutely. The eight thousand, easy to be in a court of law. Oh, in a I have a giant penis. Law, I have a giant penis. <laughs> Status is more important sometimes. It's pretty good. I, I would definitely. No, I got sued the other day. I'm not sure if you know this, but I got sued for a giant penis. Yeah. Uh, and and it's true. In the court of law, I have a humongous What'd you do with penis. It? With my penis. Oh, Tori. Yeah. So there you go. Who was the lucky? Who was the lucky man? Oh, it was you, Church. <laughs> this is why we're not friends. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Kieran, have you got another article for us? Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out of articles, but I've, I've also got a little rant we can always go for. You're out of articles. That's not like you, Church. I know it's my birthday. I was a bit tired. Oh, I, boo, bought, I read, I read so much it. about Wiccans. I got so. I read four articles about Wiccans. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had another one, but it wasn't as funny as another article about Wiccans. Oh, boo. <laughs> but you've got something else, don't you? Well, I do. How often do you get on an aeroplane? Oh, at least once a year. And have once you, once a year. Have you ever sat next to someone you don't like? Well, I'm sort of lucky because when you get into a relationship, you always sit next to your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time I get on a plane now, I sit, no, sex, <laughs> sit next to someone I don't like. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, you could sue your partner. What? Okay, continue. <laughs> I feel like we've got some very similar yeah, things similar going things on. Going on. Uh, a man is suing British Airways for being seated next to an obese passenger. Not that I'm calling Jess obese. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised. Oh boy! I, I just realised how I set that up. <laughs> and I'm fucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, you better buy Jess a drink on the weekend, buddy boy. <laughs> She's just real fucked up. And Jess listens to the podcast. She does. <laughs> Alright, so, sorry Jess <laughs> I definitely can't sue Jess then Oh, shit All I'll right. sue you though <laughs> A man uh, Flyer fly, A man Gentleman Flew an aeroplane Stephen Prosser Is suing British Airways For being seated next to an obese passenger On a flight more than two years ago Claiming it left him injured <laughs> Pretty good uh, the, airline, the medical records? <laughs> well, the airline confirmed the situation in a statement. Uh, we welcome all passengers upon our aircraft and our crew are trained to ensure passengers have a comfortable journey. The statement read. That is bullshit because I've been in economy before and it's never comfortable. No. We are pleased that our crew provided additional pillows and blankets to help Mr. Prosser have a more restful trip. How would that even... How, how does additional pillows help? That just makes the space even smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He just covered in pillows now. 
The man is saying that uh, he sat next to an extremely large passenger during, during the 12-hour flight from Bangkok to London, uh, which left him with a back spasm and pelvic injury. I sat with my knees wedged against the seat in front of me. Once again, this happens to all of us. Yeah. And the, no. rest, the rest of his body... Oh, I'm short. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> and the rest of his body was over spilling into my seat by some inches. Yeah. I was immediately aware that this was going to be problematic for me and I could feel the weight of his pure bulk putting lateral pressure on my upper body. Prostacity had stopped working for three months and visited a chiropractor for two years following the incident. Wow. Pretty good. I, like, uh, I, I don't know if he's going to win this one. Don't know. I, I feel like he'd struggle with that one. It's same as the, the giant penis man. Yeah. Like, you know, I think she'll struggle to win the eight grand. Yeah. Uh, unless he crowdfunds and mm-hmm. loses on purpose. But... um. I think he struggled to, like, yes, he's got all the medical records. Obviously, he's gone to a chiropractor and stuff like that. But chiropractors aren't doctors. No, they're not. Well, they claim to be doctors. Yeah, but so do I. (laughs) (laughs) So do you. (laughs) Hey, hey, (laughs) closer than you, buddy. (laughs) Only, uh, yes. (laughs) Um, No, but but I I, I do agree that uh, very large people, right, if they are sitting next to another passenger... And that passenger's not comfortable, right? That passenger should be upgraded to business or first class. Well, I mean, there was always talk about very large people... Having to pay two for two buy, seats. Buy a second seat, yeah. you know. Um, because, yeah, I think like, I remember reading something ages ago about how, you know, 50 years ago, people were, you know, t- about 15, 20 kilos lighter as an average. So planes... You know, were never really built for people that became so large, and that's why seats haven't really changed. Like the size of seats haven't changed. Yeah, no, no. I see your hand yeah, actions. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I leant back in my chair, yeah. which was the sign for you to keep talking. Ah, uh, look, I'm just saying, like you know, we're, they haven't really upgraded their the hand actions that are coming from Turch right now <laughs> are phenomenal. Oh, look, it's I've been 27, 27 years on this planet, and all of them are around Italians. <laughs> If I didn't pick up at least one hand gesture, I'd be very, very disappointed. I, I have to... I, I love the story where you talk about your, your uncle or something like that who's, like, giving directions over yeah, the phone. Yeah, my nonna. Like, go, go, go like I'm this. sure I've told this one before when my nonna was talking to his brother on the phone and he was trying to give them directions. And instead of going left and right, he's like, all right, yes, do this. One of this. <laughs> and basically, he's, like, doing, like, a turn left signal. Yeah. But he's on the phone with his, his brother. Yeah. Gone. Do this. One of this. This. And then you just almost like, no, no, this is not gonna work. And then you hear on the other side, all right, now what? Funny <laughs> <laughs> wogs. I'll tell you what. I don't know how. I don't even know how they conquered the world at one point. <laughs> well, they understand the language. Do this obviously means go left. It's something. It's absolutely something. <laughs> you got to do this. Um, yes, I've got one last article. You got one last article? I've got one last article. Well, can I do a little rant? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, I'm sick of, and this has been on my mind for a while, I'm sick of people taking their whole fucking trolley through the self-serve at supermarkets. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the self-serve anymore. I used to be. But now I, I, I... fully think especially now that I have to pay for my plastic bags mm-hmm. now I'm not doing any of the work mm-hmm. now I'm doing sorry now they're not doing any of the work 
I'm doing all the work and paying for the plastic bags. Yeah. I hate them. I hate self-serve. They're getting quicker. I understand that the software is getting better in the sad, but they're still terrible because I have to do all the work and they're getting all the reward. But nothing shits me more than people bringing their whole trolley full of groceries into the self-serve, thinking they can do it themselves. And I hate that, but what I hate even more is going back to them not doing their job or not doing anything. See, it's, them not, it's them saying or letting, them, letting people go through with a whole trolley full of groceries. Mm-hmm. That should be like... I'm a man if I see that I could go to the self-checkout or there's a person at yeah. a register and I've only got one item. Yeah. I'll go to that person with the register. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I believe... Human contact. Well, with the prices that they're charging me, they can fucking serve me. That's right. Uh, look, I completely agree. And look, I worked at the supermarket for a very long time. I'm there for an experience. Yeah, well, as part of the supermarket Not that I think experience. I get the experience at all. No, but part of that experience is someone going, Hi, how you doing? How's it... I don't want it just to be that communication with a, mach- with, a, with a machine. Especially if I have like a trolley full of items. I'm not going to do it myself. Bring back the olden day service where they'd bring it to your car. They used to bring it to your car back in the day, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. I think there's too many risks with We need that. robots bringing it to our car. Well, eventually, we talked about this last week. Eventually, we're just going to get things delivered straight to our house. Drones. 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 Oh, the giant. Nah, the that, see, I think that's good. Luckily, we don't have lots of guns in Australia. So, I have a, like in America, I think if they just had drones flying everywhere, there'd be lots of gun owners just shooting them down and taking whatever. <laughs> and take. It'd be, be like a shooting gallery for them. It'd be like the National Drone Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NRA, just National like you know, Rifle Association, would just be taking down drones. Oh. That'd be alright. But look, I hate it when people go through a whole... If you do this, fuck you. See, I used to be the man who, when they had the, the people behind the register, 12 items or less, yeah, would always have more than 12 items. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather you have more than 12... Like, Never you know, took a trolley in there, though. No, no, no. If you have like 10, uh, 20 items, that's not too bad. It's usually it's a guy thing. It's like beep, 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 beep. All good. But so those people with twin, like, you know, a full trolley full of stuff, and they're trying to do the self-serve... And they always take the ones that take both credit card and cash. Mm. And they, they're always the ones right near the entrance. Mm-hmm. So they put their fucking trolley in the way. Mm-hmm. And you can't even walk around and all so you want to you buy. need to be shopping at 11 o'clock at night. Now, no one's in the store at yeah. that time, right? But Peaceful. then you have to use the Peaceful. self-serve. Then you have to use the... But the no, fresh... The no, fr- no, 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 no. You can make them get behind the <laughs> register. You're going to buy back cigarettes. <laughs> you can get them behind there. I make them work. There you go. The only thing I don't like about shopping really late at night is the fresh fruit is not as nice because it's been out all day. Mm. And I like, you know, if you're going to get some fresh... Or like, you know, bread. Yeah. You know, like uh, like rolls and something like that from the bakery. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's not as fresh. You just go to a bakery. I but forgot... bakery open at 11 o'clock at night. I had a rant for you last week and I forgot to talk about it. Well, you can it. do it today. Bunnings has a new policy. Ugh. Do you know about this? Oh, I do, but tell... It was fresh off... The press. It was fresh. And I told you, I've got an article that was released three hours ago. Yep. And, never said it. and I didn't talk about it at all. And I got so home. So now it's, now it's seven days and three hours late. So let's do it. Let's do it. Bunnings has a new policy. I'm a big fan of Bunnings. Yeah. The sausage sizzle 
the weekend you go there, it guaranteed such and sizzle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, they've got a new policy, and that policy means the onion yeah. now has to be placed first. Yeah. Then the sausage has to be placed on top of the onion. Yes. Now, traditionally, I'm a man of the sausage and then the onion on top, and with the onion falling all everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Which is the, the standard sort of... Yeah. I guess a standard sort of practice. Yeah, which is fine. They've put a policy. But they're now directing a direct order that they must put the onions in first. And that's because, from what I understand, someone onions fell on the floor and someone slipped on the onions and hurt themselves. That's what I heard. That's what I heard too. And that person is an idiot. And I don't like that they're getting rid of free speech. And they're telling people how to do how to do their onions, and a man should be able to cook onions and eat onions how he wants. Well, as the OHS officer for the <laughs> We Only Do One Take podcast, I I'd completely disagree with you. Actually, Look- do you know do you know what? Right, <laughs> when I heard that, do you know what? I was actually disappointed. What? I was actually I actually went, oh my god, that's actually not a bad idea. You put the onions in first, and you stop the spillage. I'm an idiot. I've been putting onions on like I I, I right. gotta admit, I, when people said that. You know, now they're going to be putting the onions underneath. I, like, I oh. want to try it. I, I'm like, well, that kind of makes it. I, I sort of get the reason why for that. It doesn't really... Maybe it doesn't bother me as much as it bothered other people. It only bothered me because I didn't think of it. Right. No, it only bothered me. It, it didn't... I can't remember like when I... But tradition like, says it should be the other way around. But, you know, I've had it both ways. Like, it doesn't bother... See, I like putting the cheese underneath the sausage because then you put the cheese on there and then the sausage goes on there and then it melts into the bread and that way you don't lose anything that's just me but but uh, the onion i'm not too fussed about i would be very disappointed they said you have to put the sauce underneath yeah i'm a big big fan of the sauce being on top i like the sauce on top because i think there's i can uh, that artistry to it like you you squirt it on it gets just the right amount Mm -hmm. on top Mm-hmm. And yeah, because you, you know, get the hot, you get the hot, like you know, sausage, and then you get the cold, so- or cool sauce. Mm. Actually, I saw a video not too long ago about where tomato sauce should live once it's opened. Oh, all right. Where do you keep it? In the fridge, as the instructions on the back say. Here, here, in the fridge too. <laughs> okay, good. Because I saw someone say it belongs in the pantry, and I went, "No, that's that's wrong." <laughs> You open it and it says put it in the fridge. Keep it in the fridge. I'm glad this this is a real issue. I bet you're <laughs> going to get... This is the one thing that someone's going to come... With this whole, like, you know, Wiccan thing. We're going to get nothing. Someone's going to go, you fucking idiots and your sausages and your sauce. You're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you keep the sauce in the pantry. That's right. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, Imagine not having cool sauce. Like a nice cold bottle of sauce. Ketchup or tomato sauce? I like a good tomato sauce. Mm. Ketchup's too sweet. A little bit too sweet for me. Okay. Mustard? Yeah, but like... Not the American soul. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's again too sweet for me. Right. It's a bit too sweet for me. We used to get some good sausage uh, at Eagle Bar. That's uh, where we met. That is where (laughs) we met. What a relationship and that's how we started this... Uh, who would have thought all those years ago we'd be yelling into microphones about tomato sauce, <laughs> sausages, and witches? <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's been a great podcast. Oh, uh, we didn't another another episode done. Yeah, that's We're it. Closer to closer and closer to our fiftieth episode. That's it. We're, our fifty. By the way, I've got uh, being the CEO and being as organised as I am. Yeah. 
Um, that means our 50th episode, that's 45th today. Yeah. That means 46th, 47th, 48th, 49th Christmas Day is, is, is the 50th episode. So I might have to make it a big special episode. And the one after that, the 51st episode will be our... New Year's recovery. New Year's recovery. And we will actually be doing it the day after. Yeah, the afternoon. Because we made a big mistake last time. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all good. Uh, But Kieran, thank you for another fantastic episode of the We Only Do One Take podcast. Uh, But for all our fans out there, for all our wankers out there, uh, for all your needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, please uh, record it on your phone or email us at weonlydoonetakepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to make a special special thing today. Say a special thing today. If you would like to give us a one-star review on iTunes, but write positive things in the, in the comments of the, of the review, or the opposite way, give us five stars, and to shit on us in the review, we'll read it on the podcast. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yep. And I say the shitter the better. Oh, uh, yeah. Make it the worst. To tell us how bad we are. <laughs> but Kieran, thank you for another fantastic episode. Thank you. And we'll see you all next Thursday. <laughs>